Hey, what's going on, guys? My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins. Uh, welcome to drboycetv.com, the home for intelligent black people. Uh, if you're not black and intelligent, you may want to get the fuck out. Uh, yeah, this is, Dr. This is a place uh, for those of you that believe uh, black people deserve freedom of speech. It's a place for uh, those that want our community to get, to get better. This is a place for those who uh, believe that black people will rise again and that we must have black unity in order to be successful. So uh, so put your hashtag B1 in the chat if you agree that the black community comes first and that our priorities should be uh, the priorities. Uh, put that in the chat just to let me know that we're on the same page. And also I'm sending a text message out to the tribe to let them know that we're live. And uh, today we're going to talk a little bit about something that's a, a really important, really interesting, and it has to do with Mr. Bill Cosby. And so uh, we're going to get started uh, on Dr. Boyce TV uh, right now. Here we are, clan the isms, cataclysm, great. Our people out here struggling, trying to make it in this state. Everybody out here doing it, but we the ones who late. Now, family, we the ones who gotta delegate. Get that money and the power, never be fake. Stick to co sign for three. What did he say? Uh, create jobs, support our own. Educate the same and buy back your home. Got three degrees. Triple ten, three PhDs, now we on the CNN, DBTV, let's talk about negligence, ignorance is bliss, but we can turn it to intelligence, please none of what you hear, half of what you see, let's break it down here on Dr. Boyce TV, here we are. Hey, what's going on, everybody? I hope you guys are doing well. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins. Uh, what's going on? Uh, to, you know, Normally, all day long, we're talking about financial topics, but uh, I always tell you guys, I'm not a finance professor who happens to be black. I'm a black man who happens to be a finance professor. Uh, that's who I am. That's what I do. I cannot apologize for that. I will never apologize for being too black uh, because we need some more blackness up in here. We need extra blackness. We need a triple dose of blackness because unfortunately, too much of your blackness has been replaced uh, with wimpiness, whiteness, and weakness. And uh, and I don't do any of the W's, the WWW, wimpiness, white, whiteness, and weakness. I, I'm not interested in none of that. Um, I think that black, uh, your black coffee should be served hot and, and raw and real and honest. And, um, and I'm, I'm not here to water anything down. I'm here to tell you the truth in terms of uh, what I see. And uh, we can have a free exchange of ideas. Now, if you could do me a favor, please uh, do me uh, hit the thumbs up button, hit the share button, hit the subscribe button, especially those of you who are on the Black Boss channel, the blackbosschannel.com. Uh, that's our, actually a platform we have for black men. You guys know we're building uh, black owned media and on the Black Boss channel, uh, black males control the conversation. This is where black men get, get listened to, where black men speak. So make sure you subscribe to the blackbosschannel.com if you haven't done it yet. Uh, we do sports. We do uh, all kinds of commentary, politics, health, uh, economics, everything, uh, particularly, and it comes from the brothers. Now, you don't have to be a brother to subscribe, but just know you're going to hear from the brothers. Just like when you go to Fly New Being Queen, you're hearing from the sisters. So we are taking over black media. We are going to do this. We are doing this now, and uh, we're reaching a million black people a week. So subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Okay, it's very important. All right, so and hit the notification bell, notification also. Uh, what's up, William and um, and Benjamin and Frank? and Jess Lovey, et cetera. Shout out the city that you're from. Please shout out your city so I know where you're coming from. Now, here's what I want to talk about. I want to ask you guys a question. Give me a yes or no in the chat. Yes or no. Um, do you feel that Bill Cosby uh, got a fair trial? Like Bill Cosby got three to 10 years in prison for an alleged situation that occurred between him and Andrea Constand, uh, this lady who um, 
to be honest with you, the lady looked like a dude. I don't know if y'all saw that big old Adam's apple looking like a big penis coming out of the throat. It was kind of scary. That that lady, that lady looked like a dude. I mean, come on, don't lie. I gotta pull up her picture. That lady was a scary looking lady. Uh and um and and so Andrea Con Constand uh goes and um and 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 Bill Cosby, she accuses Bill Cosby of, I guess she says he drugged her and uh and uh, he drugged her and uh, and touched her boob, touched her boob or something like that. Now, uh, we are not none of us would ever advocate for the idea of drugging people or touching boobs or anything like that. Um, there's, I'm, I'm only sanctioned to touch uh, one 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 pair of boobs. And and uh, those are Alicia's boobs. And outside of that, uh, I can't do any boob touching, nor would I ever condone that. Uh, but anyway, but as you pu- as we pull up Andrea Constant on the screen. Again, I'm, I told you the lady. She's she's a weird looking lady. Um, uh, I remember this case was interesting to me because uh, if you remember at that time when Andrea Constan, the lady with the Adam's apple, accused Bill Cosby of this alleged crime. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, and I got to go look at the exact details, but I think that she had actually already been paid off. Like she'd already gotten a big chunk of money, a multi million dollar settlement. And uh, also, from what I understand, she received. I mean, look at look at the. I mean, look at her face. Look, look that that's a dude, right? I, I'm sorry. I, I I get mad at me. Call me sexist. Call me whatever you want. But you, but y'all know that's an ugly looking man right there. Uh, but anyway, so the, this this lady with the Adam's apple, Andrea Constand, she was paid. She was paid very well uh, after that whole situation went down. And uh, and again, that was actually a situation where I kind of looked at Cosby a little cross eyed. Not just because you're hanging out with women with big Adam's apples, but also, uh, you know, the fact that all these millions of dollars is going to this lady, this random lady who's hanging out with. Now, mind you, I know a lot of black people who would 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 give everything, anything to have just five minutes with Bill Cosby. I know beautiful black women who met Cosby one time who cried because they were so honored to meet Bill Cosby. And, 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 and despite the fact that you got people in your own community that would give anything just to have a five minute conversation with you. You got these random people, these these people that I perceive, honestly, I, I think I think some of them are um, uh, predatory uh, to some extent in the sense of uh, they want something from you and they're using you. You know, and, and I think that that's something that has to be said. Right. It has to be said to say, like, what are you doing, man? What What is this anyway? Well, you know, so I defend Bill Cosby with a big grain of salt. You know, um, I, I really do. I'm going to tell you the honest to God truth. I, I, I like Cosby. I, I think Cosby's talented. I think he's very smart. I love what he did with Fat Albert. I love what he did with Different World. I love what he did with The Cosby Show. But some of his behavior never made sense to me. I didn't understand the pound cake speech. I don't understand uh, hanging out with the, the random uh, random women with, with Adam's apples and, and then getting in all these crazy situations with white women. When you got black women that love you, that will defend you. You got beautiful women like Camille Cosby who stand by you through all your BS through all of your 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 infidelity, all of your misbehavior, and uh, and and you can't and you don't know that you got it good right here, right? I'm sorry, forgive me for saying this, but y'all know I got to say what's on my mind, and that is literally the first thing that comes to my mind. I look at I look at this lady Andrea Constant, and my first thought was, my God, that is an ugly man, and then my other thought is, uh, Bill Cosby, what are you doing, man? What are you doing? So with that said, though. Here, I'll lay out some facts on this, okay? Uh, and uh, so so let me break this down. So right now, Cosby, um, first of all, the, the Cosby's situation is interesting. The reason I asked you guys if you felt like he got a fair trial is because I want to break the Cosby case down to the basics. I want to go, when we talk about Bill Cosby, I think it's important to go back to the fundamentals. Here's the deal. 
I defend Bill Cosby. I'm a supporter of Cosby. I'm a net supporter, but I'm not a good supporter because I'm the I'm the guy who will support the hell out of you, but I'm gonna call you on your BS, right? Just like I did with Cosby just now. Uh, I'm not I'm not a yes man. I can't I can't do that because I'm I'm not stupid enough to be a complete yes man. But I support Bill Cosby, and the reason I support Bill Cosby is not because I think he's a great guy all the time. Uh, I, I support Bill Cosby not because I think that he didn't do ever do any of the things he's he was accused of in the 60s, 70s, 80s, whatever. Right? I, I I don't I don't support Cosby because I think all his life choices have been good, or that he's a good husband, or any of these things. I support Cosby for one basic reason. The basic reason is that we have this uh, old this old fashioned rule that was never really applied to black people, but white people get to use this rule, and this rule is called innocent till proven guilty. Uh, th- this rule is that. Um, if there's no evidence, then you shouldn't be going to jail. And when I saw them sending this 80-something-year-old man to prison, I literally, it was, it's a death sentence. They're sending that man to prison to die. They were sending him to prison to die, and they were cheering on the fact that this man was being sent to prison to die. Um, they did this with, with, with what I thought was the flimsiest case I've ever seen in my life. I have never seen, or if rarely, if ever, seen a case where I'm literally like, I need, where's the evidence? Is there any evidence? And and, and the double standards were, were unbelievable. This lady already got paid. She got paid. I, I'm not saying that he didn't do it. Maybe he did grab your boob. I mean, you know what? Hey, you give me three million. You know, I I I got I got man boobs, but you can grab both of them if you want to for three million. I don't know how many of y'all would let somebody grab your 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 your, your lady boobs or your man boobs for for three million dollars, right? So that's a pretty good payoff for a boob grab. But I'm not gonna be little. I'm not gonna diminish the you know the trauma that she might have felt if that allegedly happened. But but you know, okay, you got compensated. You agreed that three million was gonna make it even. That I, I'll take the money and then it's over, right? You you made that agreement. So why are we still going back to this issue, right? Well, that's what that is because this was a personal vendetta. This was something where there were those out there who wanted to see this man go down, and they said, "Okay, we're going to readdress this issue until we feel that we've given you exactly what you deserve." And then on top of that, when there's this this non prosecution agreement that says we're never going to prosecute you, you can't. Uh, we, you know, this is over. This is done. Right now, this is for the, the this is for those black folks that, that believe in, in that America is a country that actually has justice for black people. This is for those of you that believe in the system. Well, if you believe in the system and the system says we're never going to prosecute you, then why wouldn't that mean that they're never going to prosecute you? I mean, I would think that if you say you're never going to prosecute again, that means you can't go back and prosecute again. So the, so the fact that they went back and prosecuted the case after saying they would never do it again. And the lady, this lady with the Adams apple already got paid. She already got her three million, whatever the number was. She got maybe it's two million, maybe it's four million. I don't know. It's in the millions. Isn't this over? Right. And then the third component was when the case goes down, I didn't see any evidence. I didn't see any. I mean, I would almost think maybe I'm naive to say this. And I, and I know y'all think I'm wilding or whatever, but I'm sorry. I, I, I live my whole life by speaking truth. And so if, you, if you're offended by the way I've described this and I can't apologize for that. But I'm sitting here trying to figure out if you're going to send an old man to die in prison. Shouldn't you at least have some evidence backing up your claims? Like, shouldn't you at least have something, some sort of proof other than the white woman said it? Like the, because the white lady said it happened, then it must be true, you know. And so, so this whole this whole case to me 
came off like kangaroo court 2.0. It was the sickest, most ridiculous, yet most revealing display of injustice publicly anyway, that we've seen in, in a very long time. Now, I mean, there have been worse situations out there, I'm sure, but on a high-profile scale like that, it was one of those things where it almost seemed that they were saying, we know that you did something, Negro. This is what they do. This is what they did in Chicago. When in Chicago, when they would um uh they, they, when they would go and they did it in, in all the cities, when they would grab scoop up a brother uh and they were trying to pin him on a certain crime, they would basically say, Well, we know you probably did something, so we're going to fabricate a case to make sure you go to jail. Right. Right. And this is what happened. And this was also facilitated in the Biden crime bill. And that's why I, I can't vote for Joe Biden, because I don't vote for, for, for white people who execute black people for no reason or who want to incarcerate black people and send us to concentration camps for no reason. I don't support white people who send black people off to die and be beaten and raped in prison for no reason. So maybe you're offended that I couldn't vote for Biden along with the rest of the black folks. But I can't do that because I don't support Klansmen. I don't support racist people. Right. So. So here's the deal. Cosby, um, his case is up for appeal right now. And when I saw that, I said, you know, that's good. This man is old. This man is not a threat to society. There was no evidence against him. Now, do I support Cosby because I think he's 100% innocent of everything he's ever been accused of? No, I'm not that stupid either. I'm sorry. I love you, Mr. Cosby. You're welcome to come on my show. I think that the good outweighs the bad. I think that Cosby is a very wise older man who could bring a lot of wisdom to the platform. I would love to bring him in once he's released or even before he's released because I think that Cosby has a net benefit to the black community. And that's why black black folks hold on to him. Black people know, smart black people, intelligent black people. That's who I talk to. I don't really talk to the dumbasses. Intelligent black people know that despite the many flaws that Cosby has, uh, and they and we can identify those flaws, that that we that there are more that there are more good things about him than bad. And that he is a person who has a had a net benefit on the black community in a multitude of ways. Now you know it's so because here's the deal. If you if you can forgive Joe Biden for incarcerating hundreds of thousands of black men, why can't you forgive Bill Cosby? Why can't you? I mean, Joe Biden did nothing for black people. Joe Biden, did, Cosby, you, you can say what you want about Cosby, but you can't say he never did anything for black people. You can't say that. Give me a yes or no if you understand what I'm saying here. Give me a yes or no if you can at least hear my argument. You can. Joe Biden, 47 years set up in Congress. I can't think of nothing heavy that he did for black folks. Nothing. Seriously. I mean, maybe he's your like your white Jesus now or something like you think he's going to save you from Donald Trump and COVID or whatever. But but Joe Biden's done nothing except incarcerate black. His his landmark achievement was how many Negroes he sent to the gulags. And many of those black people are still in prison right now, just in case you're wondering. At least with Cosby, you could say, well, yeah, the man did give 20 million dollars to Spellman back in the 1980s even though Spellman doesn't seem appreciative right now. Um, uh, yeah, well, yeah, the man did actually do the Cosby show and he used his massive platform to uh, support HBCUs unlike any other celebrity uh, at that time. Yeah, he did do that. He did that. Uh, yeah, he did make you know the Fat Albert show and he designed it for little kids like you and I when we were little so that we would actually have a positive message on Saturday morning and something that encouraged us to, to, to be good and listen to our mothers and, 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 and go to school every day, right? He did, he did do that. He could have he done something ratchet, but instead he taught us how to make ourselves better. So maybe in his own weird little way, 
Cosby was uh, a, a very annoying, a, a really annoying version of, of that old grandfather who loves the shit out of you, but he just loves you in a way that gets on your damn nerves, right? So I think that there's room for Cosby in the black community. And what I was really pleased to hear was I was very pleased to see that Bill Cosby, um, that, that Cosby was in prison giving mentorship to the young men that are in jail. I think that those men, uh, those are our men. Those are those are our men that are in those prisons, right? And 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 I would I love the idea of those men gathering around uh, an older guy like a Bill Cosby and 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 listening to his advice, <clears throat> excuse me, on how to be how to be a better human being once you get out of prison. You know, maybe he's maybe he shouldn't be giving dating advice. Maybe he shouldn't be or may or unless he's talking about mistakes he made when he was younger. I don't know what was going on in his bedroom, but it seemed like there was some stuff going on I probably wouldn't have agreed with. But I think in general. Cosby is a net positive for the black community. And I don't uh, I don't appreciate on any level allowing something as misguided and, and destructive as the Me Too movement to undermine all of that, to kill all of that, just because uh, you know that he's not a perfect man. Now, um, here's the deal. Do me a favor. Please hit the thumbs up button. Please hit the share button. Hit the subscribe button. And uh, also, I mentioned to you guys yesterday some problems that I had on one of my YouTube channels because I actually li- I, I simulcasted uh, Louis Farrakhan's uh, national address, and uh, they banned the channel. Uh, literally six months after the address, they came back and, and, and uh, blocked the channel for six weeks. For, not sorry, for a week. A week. For a week, we can't load anything on the Your Black World channel, but I knew this was coming, so we actually have alternative platforms. So one of our platforms is called blagenough.com, and it's spelled right there on the screen, B-L-A-G-G-E-N-U-F. So make sure you subscribe to Black Enough. There are lots of black folks on there. Uh, there's freedom of speech. You can actually put in your zip code and find people that live close to you. And uh, so write that down, Blagenuf, B-L-A-G-G-E-N-U-F.com. Also, you could text the word BOYCE to 31996, and that way I can text you when I go live. Just like I texted a lot of you that are now on the Black Boss channel, please right now hit the subscribe button, hit that thumbs up button. Also, hit the notification bell so you'll be notified. The Black Boss channel is for black men, black men only. Black men speak on that channel. This is all about men and manhood. That's it. Fly New Being Queen is another platform we're involved with that has uh, all women, where, where it's all women speaking all the time. So what we have to do is the men have to support the women. So brothers, uh, go subscribe to FlyNewBeingQueenTV.com. That's where Vicki Dillard and Jade Arendelle do their thing. And then the, the sisters, go over and support the BlackBossChannel.com because that's where the brothers are speaking. Black men must listen to black women. Black women must listen to black men. That's how we can create a, a strong community, okay? So um, anyway, let's keep going. So uh, one one thing about Cosby that's really interesting is that right now it looks like the Supreme Court has been listening to his case. And I actually have this article up here from Variety. And I opened it up hesitantly because Variety's published in Hollywood. So you never know what Hollywood's going to give you. And uh, basically they're saying that the Pennsylvania Supreme Court uh, was skeptical about five women that were allowed to testify against Cosby based on, you know, his his character, based on, uh, you know, accusations that were made in the past. And uh, they asked a lot of questions, which leads has led some people to believe that perhaps they're deeply concerned that the trial was uh, was, was problematic, that they allowed some evidence that they shouldn't allow allowed in. And um, and I'm glad that, that this is happening because, you know, I, I'm not a lawyer, but I, you know, I talked to Judge Joe Brown and some other people. And I know some attorneys who are very concerned and just shocked, like absolutely shocked that this case went forward the way that it did. Um, this was a heavily 
uh, political case. Uh, this, this case was completely politicized to the point where truth and, and rationale did not matter. It was a lot like some of what you see happening in countries like Russia, where Vladimir Putin will just decide that he wants all his political enemies to go to prison and they find something, some reason to send them to prison. That's that's how targeted I believe Cosby was. Um, there, it's, it's hard for me to imagine any lawyer who went to uh, any law school, you know, that, that didn't print their degrees on the back of a cereal box to actually look at this case and say, oh, yeah, this was the way it's supposed to be done. This was done correctly. Uh, this was, the, you know, disrespected judicial sovereignty. It wasn't affected by public opinion. I think that's absolute nonsense. Um, I think that what could save Cosby, in my opinion, is the fact that this Me Too movement, which really became a vendetta against black men, that's what it became morphed into. Everything ends up going back to blaming black men. Blame back black men. We don't win the election. Blame black men. Uh, we you know we we're, we're, white women are mad. Blame black men. Black women are mad. Blame black men. Everything. It's all about blaming the black men, right? So the Me Too movement morphed into this thing where. Uh, where every Becky in America could get on the, the, the Internet and scream about something that allegedly happened 25 years ago. And people were going to believe her just because she's a woman. Well, one of the things that people forgot is that women lie just like men do. Men and women can both lie. Men and women can both misinterpret situations or misrepresent the truth. Uh, men and women both have their own uh, vendettas. Right. And so um, so what's been what's occurred is uh, it, we, we got to this point where it just became a big mess. Even Joe Biden got caught in the Me Too movement because Joe Biden was one of the first people to run around speaking that nonsense about believing women no matter what they say. Well, guess what? Joe Biden then tries to run for president and he's got this lady that they're conveniently ignoring. They've been ignoring this lady, but this lady has been saying for years, Joe Biden raped me. Does anybody know about that? Give me a yes or no. If you know about the lady who's been going to trying to get the media to cover her story and Joe, she's, she's accused Joe Biden of some really inappropriate behavior. And, and, but yet, uh, all the people that were so down for the Me Too movement just three years ago are saying nothing about it, right? And they're saying nothing about it because now it's 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 an inconvenient truth. So uh, a convenient lie almost always exceeds the value of an inconvenient truth when you're talking about a politicized environment. So this politicized environment of the Me Too movement. I felt had a stronger momentum when Cosby first went up on trial. When Cosby first went on trial, Me Too was was going full throttle. They were believing any nonsense that came out of anybody's mouth, any crazy accusation. People were manipulating this. Uh, Gloria Allred's daughter, I forgot her name. Uh, uh, Gloria Allred's daughter, what's her name? Uh, forgot her name. But Gloria Allred, uh, who's kind of like the Al Sharpton for white women, uh, Gloria Allred, who's ma who makes millions of dollars, accusing men of things and then telling them, hey, pay me money and then I'll make the accusation go away. Uh, her daughter, Bloom, Lisa Bloom, that's her name. Lisa Bloom uh, actually got busted. The New York Times wrote an article about it where she actually wrote a memo to Harvey Weinstein's people and told Harvey Weinstein's people, look, I know how these women are. Um, I know that how sh shaky their stories are. If you... Uh, if you shake them up or ask them too many questions, they'll they'll buckle and fold. And next thing you know, we could take them down. And Lisa Bloom said, look, I, I work for the enemy. I work for these women when they're making these accusations. So if you pay me enough, I'll come work for you and we can work together to go and attack and assault and, and, and go after the character of these women. Right. She literally wrote that memo and the memo got released and it became kind of a big deal. So what it really says to me, here's what I'm saying. Here's what I'm saying. And I hope I can I can be honest without anybody getting too offended. Sometimes my honesty uh, offends people and I, I can't help it. I, I can't. You know, I'm sorry. You know, honestly, deep down, to tell you the truth, 
sometimes I, when I'm telling my truth, it's like, fuck your feelings. Like I can't, I can't, I can't tell things that are going to fit with what you believe your narrative needs to be. I can only share the narrative that I'm seeing. And I'm, I'm, I'm probably exceedingly logical to the point where I get in trouble. Sometimes Alicia gets mad at me because I call it exactly the way I see it. And I'm not worried about um, trying to just fit, uh, you know, some nonsense into somebody else's BS. So, so here's the deal. So effectively with this whole me too environment, it's, it's a political game. And Cosby's trial was right in the middle of that political game. Cosby was the big fish. He was the big black fish. Um, there's nothing more um, rewarding for a bunch of angry, malicious, racist white people who already hate black men anyway than for them to go and take down a rich uppity Negro. Like there's nothing more rewarding for them than to see a guy like a Bill Cosby, who, my God, he was named father TV, the best TV dad of all time. Right. Go after a Bill Cosby who not only exemplifies something great and, and, and extraordinary for black people. Right. He's 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 the big black buck that that every all the slaves on the plantation are looking up to. So the way you control the slaves is you take down the strongest black man uh, and, and you do it in public to remind them that whiteness is 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 superior. Right. That white supremacy reigns supreme. Right. And uh, and then also. You're, you're fulfilling your own uh, desire to find a scapegoat for your anger, similar to what the Nazis did to the Jews, right? So you blame the black man for all your problems, and the black man is seen as the ultimate predator. The black man is seen as the scariest enemy that you have, so you take down the black man, and, and, and it gives you this sense of satisfaction. It, create, it, it fulfills your thirst for blood. That's what the Me Too movement became. I don't know how it started, but that's that's what it became. Right. And then the last piece. Here's the last piece. Don't forget this. This is really important. Money. This man's sitting on hundreds of millions of dollars. So uh, when you're talking about the Gloria Allreds, uh, they're trying to get paid. They're trying to make money. Right. So they don't care if the accusations are true or not. They they understand the game. They're like, look, in politics, truth does not matter anymore. It's all about creating a narrative. So they're like, so they will literally take any case, anybody that comes to them that says, oh my gosh, this man did something to me back in 1992. They won't investigate. They won't go find out if it's true or not because truth doesn't matter anymore. What matters is the story. What matters is the narrative. And, and, and if there's anybody on this planet where it's easiest to create a story with, it's the black man. It's the black man. You can tell any story about you can say that black man, he grew he grew a tail in, his, in the back of his ass and he flew like a monkey in the sky to my house. And he went down my chimney and stole my children and the Christmas tree. And uh, he peed on my carpet and people will believe that whole story. They won't need no facts. They don't need any evidence. They don't need no pictures. They don't need any eyewitnesses. They will believe it, especially if a white woman tells the story and she tells it in a convincing way. That's it. A white Becky with golden Becky tears sitting on the stand saying that black man did something terrible to me is literally the most powerful, most lethal weapon in America. Like that, that literally is a type of kryptonite because every, you know, going all the way, but this goes back hundreds of years, hundreds of years. That's why so many black men have been incarcerated or killed because a white woman who was craving the big black man's penis uh, got with the black man. And then the white man found out next thing you know, she's saying, oh, he, he raped me. Right. Right. I, I'm not making fun of that. I'm not making just so you know, I'm going to make this clear. I'm not making fun of anybody who's been a legitimate victim of sexual assault. I'm not saying I'm not in any way minimizing that. What I'm talking about are the liars. What I'm talking about are the predators. 
What I'm talking about are the gold diggers. I'm talking about the people that literally see what's going down and they're slick enough to say, if I just tell a story, if I find somebody I'm mad at, if I find an ex-boyfriend who, who did me dirty, I can just go tell a story. No one will verify that story and I can go get paid. And I need money for the rent anyway. So let me go ahead and handle this. I need some money. You know, so, some of the, and, and then let's be, just be clear. This is just me being raw right now. Um, some of the, 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 some of the individuals that made accusations with Cosby many years ago, a lot of them had a drug problem, a drug problem. So, so what I'm just trying to say is that maybe we need to separate fact from fiction here. Maybe we need to understand that sometimes people jump on bandwagons, especially if you are a drug addict who's, who's, um, who's uh, desperate for money. You see that, okay, this big fish, everybody's getting a piece of this big fish, this big Bill Cosby fish. They're writing million-dollar checks like it ain't nothing. Let me just go ahead and tell my little story so I can get in there and get me a piece of that piece of that money, right? Now, this is all without saying, though, that Cosby's a, a perfect guy. I, I don't think he is. I, I, don't, I do not believe for one second that Cosby's 100% innocent. I know people get mad at me for saying that, but I don't. I don't believe he's 100% innocent. I, I I wouldn't be surprised if the man made some mistakes, but here's what I go back to. Here's what I go back to. Innocent to proven guilty. That's it. The rules don't change just because you in your heart of hearts just know that this man must be guilty. You Because you know the Negro did something to somebody, we're just going to lock him up anyway. No, that's not, that's not how your system's supposed to work. Your system's supposed to work that uh, in a way that says that a person is innocent till proven guilty. Cosby, as angry as it might make you, as much as you might think he's the dirtiest son of a bitch to ever walk the face of the earth, you never proved that man to be guilty of anything. What you did was you went and you got an 80-something-year-old man. Long after, I mean, his stuff probably don't even work no more. He ain't no threat to society. The man gets blind in one eye. Let the man sit at home and die next to his wife. Shit, what the fuck is wrong with you people that you really feel like you got to go lock up an 80 something year old man because because somebody claims that he allegedly grabbed the titty in 2004 that he paid three million dollars for for something that allegedly happened and there's no proof at all i'm sorry that that to me really reflects um the nastiness and the vindictiveness of our society it, it really shows you the depths uh, of white supremacy it shows you that they care nothing about you uh, they, they, you know, it, it shows just how terrible they can be. They, they literally are wishing death on this man. Oh, you know, and, and I, I think that that's, um, uh, it, it's, it's, it's revealing. I'm not even gonna say it's terrible or criminal or whatever, because y'all know what it is, right? You've seen this, right? Uh, and I think Cosby being made an example is something we should all pay attention to because that can, that definitely can happen to your son. That definitely, in fact, that's happening to a lot of people's sons right now. Um, one of the reasons, if you want to know why I refused to support Joe Biden in the last election, I didn't support Trump either. I, I voted um, uh, libertarian. Uh, but the reason I didn't support him is because I know people that have gone to prison. I know what happens in prison. I know about guys that had to go to prison just because they couldn't afford to pay a lawyer. Right. I know that uh, prisons are still the only place in America where slavery is legal. Y'all know that the 13th Amendment has the exemption that says if you are convicted of a crime, then you can become a slave. And 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 a big, I think 90 something percent of these cases get played out. These are not cases where these individuals received a fair trial, where they dug out and dug around to find all the evidence to make sure that they were getting the right guy. No, this was where they were bagging up Negroes by the pound and taking them all off to the gulags and, and where they're going to be 
poisoned and, you know, and beaten and, and raped and all kinds of terrible things. So if you expect me to have sympathy for those, you know, again, with the Me Too movement, the hard part about talking about the Me Too movement is because uh, you have to have a heart for those who are legitimate victims of of any form of sexual assault. But how can I have sympathy for victims of sexual assault uh, in the Me Too movement if you have no sympathy for victims of sexual assault that are black men who were sent to prison? How can I have empathy for what you're going through when you have no empathy for what I'm going through? How can I uh, expect, how can you expect me to forgive Joe Biden for what he did when you can't forgive a Bill Cosby for what he allegedly did? And there's no proof, by the way, this has not been proven in the court of law. No police reports were filed, right? So so I, what I'm saying is at the end of the day, um, I, I can't think of any logical reason anybody could make a precise argument to explain why Cosby should be in jail. Every argument that allegedly justifies the incarceration of Bill Cosby is built on emotion, it's built on bias, it's built on political disposition. That's all you have. And unfortunately, in America, according to the book, you cannot incarcerate people just because you think that they're a bad person. There must be evidence and proof. Do you get what I'm saying? Do you follow what I'm saying? Now, I know that I probably said some stuff that pissed some people off. And uh, and all I can really say is fuck you. If, if you're mad, then it's, you know if you can't if you're mad, and you can't tolerate a difference of opinion. Then then please go. I don't want you to come back ever again. Do not come to my platform. Go follow one of these air, airhead Negroes that are going to tell you what you want to hear. Uh, if now if you do disagree and you're open to other points of view, I hope you'll consider my point of view. I'll consider yours. Right? That's what we do. We have freedom of speech, free exchange of ideas. And those of you who agree with me, I want to embolden you and empower you to to and I want to confirm to you you that if you think that what you're seeing is bullshit, then it's because it's bullshit. It's absolute nonsense. It's absolutely stupid. Bill Cosby should not be in prison right now. And I hope they let him out. And if anybody knows Cosby and, and, and he sees this video or you see this video, tell him that despite the fact that I have told the truth of my position on Cosby all the way across the board, he is welcome to come in this platform because I think that we need our Bill Cosby's in, in our society, especially when they're in OG status where they can help some of these young, young men, some of these weak ass, broke ass, wimpy ass, pussy ass, young black men, some of these little little girl, little, little boys, boys that think they're girl type men uh, that are not defending black women, that are not standing up for the community, that have no ambition. They need to hear from strong black men so they can teach them what black men look like before integration. I think that what we need to do is we need a renaissance of the black man in America. This is me being a little bit hard on the men. I think that in general, as a community, we as black men have to just ex you know, commit ourselves to the fact that we're not going to spend as much time whining as we spend winning. We must get out here and fight more than we sit back and simp and, and cry and lay down and, and, and talk about how hard the world is and all this other stuff. Uh, spend less time getting people to like you than you spend making people respect you. I saw a video today. I kid you not. I watched this um, commercial and I don't know who did this commercial. I think it was for Beats by Dre Headphones. You can look it up if you want to. And the, the whole commercial starts with a black man saying, saying, you, you love my music, but do you love me? You you like my culture, but do you care about me? You, you you like my black skin and you think that I'm I'm hip and live, but do you care about me? And I'm just sitting here watching this and I'm like, this is the biggest crock of shit I've ever seen in my life. We 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 lose so often as a community because so many of our men are not prepared for warfare. Who gives a flying fuck if they like you? 
Why the hell? Denzel Washington gave a great speech on this in the movie Fences, where his son goes up and he says, he says, Daddy, Daddy, do, do you like me? And he, and he says, he says, boy, it does not matter if I like you. Why do you care if I like you? Don't go through life worrying about whether or not somebody likes you. You need to go th- make sure that they do right by you, that you get what's yours. They ain't going to like you. Stop looking for love in all the wrong places. What, what, what is going on? What is going on? You, you, we, we done turned some of our men into little cabbage patch kids. Seriously, what? I need you to like me. You love me. You, you know what's going to happen if you go up to somebody, if you go up to your enemy and you go up to your adversary, you go up to your opponent and you say, do you like me? Do you like that? They're like, oh, yeah, I like you, little Tyrone. Pat you on the head like a little boy. And then he's going to rob your ass. <laughs> and then he's going he's, he's gonna to take your woman. He's going to take your money. He's going to take your property and he's going to feed you. He's going to blow smoke up your butt to make you feel good about yourself because you don't have the self-esteem that you should have got from your parents. And he's going to take everything you've got that actually matters. He's going to take every ounce of your power because you sitting there looking for somebody to tell you that they like you. I don't care if they like you. I really don't care if they like me. It does not matter if they like me or not. What matters is at the end of the day that I like myself enough to stand up and fight for what I believe is right. So I'm saying to you, as, as, as black men especially, I'm talking more so to the men and also to the women that are talking to men. If you have sons and things like that, uh, you know, give them love. Like, let them know. Let your son know, baby, I love you to death. But the world don't love you. You're going to have to fight the world. You're going to have to get out here and hustle. You're going to have to go out here and grind. You got to know they're going to fight dirty. They're going to use dirty tricks against you. They're going to they're always be waiting to catch you slipping. So that means you got to be strong. You got to be careful. That means you got to be thoughtful about alcohol and drugs. That's how they catch the black man slipping. You got to get as much education as you can get because an uneducated person is easily manipulated. Son, you got to save your money and invest your money so you can build up some economic strength so they can't exploit you due to your lack of economic power. Son, you got to be on your toes. You got to have your eyes open. You always got to be looking over your shoulder. You got to have eyes in the back of your head and you must sleep with one eye open because they always coming to get you. And when you get a little something, they're going to be coming to get what you got. Bill Cosby was a black man who was very successful because he was intelligent, because he worked so hard, because he was so talented. But God damn it, they caught him slipping. They something about those white women and, and running the streets and getting involved in these situations, hanging out the Playboy Mansion. I'm sorry. No disrespect, Mr. Cosby, but I don't know. Part of me makes me wonder if you thought you were white. If you thought you could go out here and do what Johnny Carson was doing or do what, you know, what, what Merv Griffin was doing or, or whoever, right? you know, Rock Hudson. I, I don't know. I'm saying seriously, it happens. You see these brothers that really get out here and they get comfortable. They start getting real comfortable. And it happens to a lot of athletes. They start thinking like, oh, look at me, dude. Racism's over, dude. I can go do what I want, dude. Let me smoke the joint. Let me get high with you, dude. Right. Next thing you know, when the stuff goes down, they remind you that you are a nigga. They, they, they remind you that you're black. <laughs> like, oh, that's right. OJ Simpson, you thought, oh, you thought you 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 thought you weren't black anymore. Well, let us let us refresh your memory right now. Let us remind you of how we really see you. And and, and we're going to take everything you've got, everything we built you up to be. We will take that out from under you. Everything we've given you, we will strip it right off your body and leave you cold and naked on the street, looking as pathetic as you were when you first arrived at the door. So uh, that's my that's my perspective. 
I'm a weirdo. I am a, I'm an absolute weirdo. I know this. I acknowledge this about me. And uh, the reason I'm a weirdo is because I have sat in a, in rooms by myself and analyzed the world in a vacuum without the interference of things like mainstream media, which feed you a bunch of nonsense that throw you off your game. Um, I uh, grew up, I was born in a world where I know for a fact that America had never wanted me to exist. They wanted my 17-year-old mother to abort me before I was born. Uh, they, they, they miseducated the hell out of me when I was in public school. I was fed all kinds of stupid media growing up, not knowing who I was. And I've also seen all kinds of racism and white supremacy at, at, at every single turn. <clears throat> One conclusion I came to is that uh, it, it actually goes back to um, there's a Spice One song from a long time ago. I'm going to get real ratchet on you. But the, the chorus of this song, uh, it was in the movie. Um, anybody remember that movie? Uh, what was it? Tales from the Hood. Tales from the Hood. And remember the chorus? Spice One had a great song. And it was it, the chorus was, if the niggas catch you slipping, then your ass is gone. Remember that? Anybody remember that song? And, and some of y'all, you have to be old school hip hop to know this song. But here's the point. I, inter- I I think about that 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 chorus because I feel like you know the black man doesn't understand that in this world you are at war. Um, it, you know, in this world, if they catch you slipping, then your ass is gone. You know, um, you, that means that you got to keep you got a social distance. You know, that like with social distancing because of Corona, I've always believed that the black people must socially distance from those who might do them harm. It doesn't mean you have to hate all white people. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that you that that the more you are with your own people, I believe the safer you are. Uh, you were taught the opposite, that that integrating with other people is going to make you safer and better off, and it doesn't. It, you're, you're surrounded at that point. Um, also, when you can talk about getting caught slipping, I've always felt as a black man, it was very important for me to always be very alert. That's why I chose to never involve myself with drugs or alcohol, because I saw a lot of guys get killed and go to prison or end up in real bad situations because they got drunk or got high and didn't know what was going on. I had a friend in college who used to drink a lot. He's alcoholic to this day. And one night he, he get, he's partying and just hanging out and, and he, he's drinking. He gets he gets pissy drunk. He goes to sleep. He wakes up in the next morning. He finds out that a woman got raped in the other room and the police arrived and the police locked up every single black man in the building, including him. And he was he said, I was drunk asleep. I didn't even know what was going on, but it didn't matter. He, they lumped him in with everybody else. They, they just like the Joe Biden crime bill kind of lumped us all together. Um, I believe that in general, also your economic freedom is extremely important. If you're black, uh, you have to be thinking about money and having consciousness about the, you know, the ownership and control of assets, not because you're trying to buy a Lamborghini and have a billion dollars in the bank, but because you're trying to be safe. And you're trying to avoid slavery. Uh, if you can't provide for your family or you don't have economic intelligence to go acquire assets and to protect what you acquire, then someone's then you're going to have to sell yourself into slavery just to pay your bills. You're going to have to go to a white man and say, Massa, I can't pay for my bills. I want to sell myself. I want to sell hours of thousands of hours of my life. I'm going to sell my mental and physical health. I'm selling me to you so that I can get by. Right. That's when the J.O.B. is just over broke, right? So you ain't going to prosper on that job. You just be, you just going to be able to survive. The job will just give you what you need to survive. So you sell yourself into slavery because you don't have the resources to provide for yourself. So, so to me, economic freedom and independence was very important to me from a spiritual standpoint. Um, I became much uh, more um, comfortable with life 
when I got away from people who were seeking to oppress me. Now, once again, I remind you, I reiterate this to you. This is not uh, coming from a position of hatred toward white people. If you're white and you're watching, I know white people get scared when they hear a black man talk like this because they don't see it very often. But uh, I tell my white friends, like, look, I, I don't hate you. I don't. I just don't want to be your slave. I'm not your bitch. That's it. Just respect me as a man and we good. Like, you know, like, and, and really, most of the time when I see white people now, because I, I have have a little bit of money or whatever, usually I'm the boss. So it's like, great. This this integration thing is awesome. If I get to drive the truck, if I get to, if I'm owning the bus, then shit, we can all ride on the bus. But if you own the bus and you're driving the bus, I don't want to be on the damn bus. I'm not getting in the back of your bus. You're going to have to ride in the back of mine. So what I'm saying is that as black people, I think that those of you that really want freedom, and this is going beyond Bill Cosby. You know me. I start with whatever's going on in the story, but I want to bring it back to you. You got to think about what your freedom looks like for you, and you got to realize that you're always in the middle of war. And the way that they win the war against you and because if you look at most statistical indicators, black people are not moving forward. Black people are actually going backward. The reason they're winning the war against you is because they're convincing you that there is no war in the first place. They're getting you caught up on that little wimpy ass bitch ass commercial I saw from Beach by Dre headphones where they're talking about, you know, do you love me? You like my culture, but do you like me? You you tell me you like my black skin, but do you love me? Right. These are men saying these things. Right. And half of them, you know, half of them look like look like they're going to put on a, a pink mini skirt afterward. Right. But I'm not going to talk about that because I'm not trying to be anti nothing. But y'all know what I'm talking about. The agenda. And, uh, and because the feminization of the black man, keeping the black man as a woman and as a child is the best way to make sure he's never a threat. Uh, a black man who is aggressive and ambitious, et cetera, who talks like I'm talking right now is seen as a threat. You're, you know, you're, you're seen to be scarier than a criminal. But uh, when, when I see when I saw that uh, commercial at the end, I remember there was a point where they, they made this statement about equality, like like we want equality, equality, equality. Equality is a fantasy. Equality is an illusion. Equality is some bullshit that they made up to distract you, to keep you from fighting for what you really deserve, which is actually power. They're, they're, they, they serve you the equality and you go chasing the equality, they go chase the power. Again, if you show up to your adversary and you're looking for your adversary to be your friend, He's going to say, yeah, I'll be your friend here. Have a flower here. Let me let me let me give you a kiss on the cheek. And he's going to rob your ass blind. Everything that matters. He's going to take everything that matters. He's going to take your money. He's going to take your woman. He's going to take your property. He's going to take all the stuff that matters. And at the same time, he's going to pat you on your ass and tell you that you're beautiful. And, and because because he has no respect for you. So stop looking for these people to like you and start learning how to compete. Love yourself. Get your you get your love internally. You get your love from your community. You get your love from your mama. You get your love from from yourself, from your family. But when you get out there in the rest of the world, especially for the black man, you need two things to achieve in this world. Two things: balls and brains. That's it. You need your balls so you can have some damn courage, and you need your brains so you have strategy and the ability to figure out how to get to the next level. That's all you need. You leave your heart at home. Leave your heart in your mama's lap or with your woman or with your children, but your balls and your brains are what you need to be successful in this world. Do you get what I'm saying? Give me a yes or no in the chat if you follow what I'm saying. I know I went all over the place with this conversation, but those of y'all know me. Y'all know I'm half crazy, and I own it. I just own it, so I'm not going to apologize for it because that will be I'll be lying to you. So hit the thumbs up button. Button, please hit the thumbs up button, share and subscribe button. Just so you know, later on the Black Financial Channel, I'm going to go back and talk about what happened on the stock market. So uh, feel free to go over there. Um, I'll probably come back in a little bit later on tonight. Uh, also, uh, we have a few more Black Wealth calendars left. If you want a Black Wealth calendar, uh, the theme of the 2021 Black Wealth calendar is the, the all black national agenda. So every month, 
has an agenda item that you can pursue for your family. I look at your family. I look at each of your families as a little nation, a little institution, and you are the king or the queen of that nation. So that means that you must make wise decisions. You must take pride in that little nation that you have. You must uh, do things to plan for the future of that little nation. So this that's what the, the, theme, the framework of the agenda is. Our national agenda is not one that is necessarily governmental in scope. It is actually family specific in scope because that's all you can really trust in this world, in my opinion, is your your family and the people around you. You cannot trust what you see on TV. You cannot trust what you're hearing from the government. You cannot trust what you're hearing from your oppressor. You cannot trust what you're hearing from fake black leadership. You must trust what you see and what you understand. And and, and maybe I can be an advisor in your cabinet as you make decisions in the nation that is you. So uh, feel free to go to blackwealthcalendar.com if you want to get a calendar. Uh, you can put it on your fridge. You can in, you know push these principles to your children, that type of thing. Uh, because at the end of the day, we're going to win and we're going to fight. And I'm never going to stop fighting every single day. So uh, thank you guys for listening to me and putting up with me. I know I'm a little bit crazy. I probably said some stuff that's going to make some people mad. But you know what? Like I said, just take comfort in the fact that I just truly don't give a fuck. So have a good day, everybody. Hit the thumbs up button. Hit the share button. Hit the subscribe button before you go. Hit the notification bell. If you're on YouTube, on any channel, Please hit the notification bell so you'll be notified. Also, if you want to uh, get text alerts when we go live periodically, text the word BOYCE to 31996. Text BOYCE to 31996. I'm out of here, guys. Uh, Have a good day, and I'll see you soon. Take care. Peace. Here we are, clan, the isms, cataclysm, great. Our people out here struggling, trying to make it in this state. Everybody out here doing it, but we the ones who late. Now, family, we the ones who got to delegate. Get that money in the power, never be fake. Stick to co-sign for three. What did he say? Uh, create jobs, support our own. Educate the same and buy back your home. Got three degrees, triple ten. Three PhDs, now we on the CNN. DBTV, let's talk about negligence. Ignorance is bliss, but we can turn into intelligence. Please, none of what you hear, half of what you see. Let's break it down here on Dr. Voice TV. Here we are.